With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Baltimore, surrounding cities, and surrounding countries. I'm Hezekiah Montgomery, host of Man in the Mirror, and our co-host will be joining us soon, Michelle Johnson. We've all had a long day, but God is still good. Tonight, we have a very special guest, Dr. Victoria Michaels Jefferson. I hope I got that right. She will tell me if I'm wrong. But, yes, that is correct. And our co-host has joined. And welcome to the show, Dr. Jefferson. Thank you so much. I'm so excited, and thank you for having me. Oh, not a problem. We thank you for contact, you know, having Samantha contact us so that we can actually make this happen. It's been a while in the making. But I always say the devil is busy, but God is still good. And then, like I said, Mm -hmm. we've been trying to make this happen for a minute, but the devil is busy. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) it is on. And if you, um, Michelle, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. Are you there, Michelle? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah. um, Dr. Jeffrey, Dr. Michael, Michelle, she is our co host. Praise God. Good evening, Michelle. How are you? Michelle, can you hear her? Well, she's probably having a little di- couple of difficulties, so we'll get it together. If you want to chime okay. in and um, on tonight's show, if you have any questions, press number one, and we'll put you in our queue, you know, and then when it's time for questions and answers, we'll definitely... Um, you know, have you guys, you know, have a chance to talk to this wonderful lady, wonderful prophet of God, prophetess of God. And what we're going to do now, Dr. Michaels, we're going to open up in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we just bow down as humble servants, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for our lying down, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for uprising, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for traveling mercies over the busy highways and byways, and not even over the skyways. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We just ask your blessings upon all the cities who have been going through those tornadoes and tsunamis and hurricanes. Lord, continue to bless Texas in a special way. Continue to bless Florida in a special way. Lord, bless those who are just going down there. We have friends that are traveling down there now to help out. We have people that are raising money right now to help out all these other 
cities around the world. Lord, continue to bless them in a mighty way, Lord. Bless this show tonight. Bless Man of the Mirror Ministry, Lord, as we bring this awesome woman of God on tonight's show. And we will never fail to give you all glory, honor, and praise. And we ask all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And just a little bit, because there's a lot of bit about Dr. Michael Jefferson. So I'm just going to give you a little tidbit, and then we are going to hear from her. Dr. Victoria Michaels Jefferson is an apostolic prophetic voice to the nations. She is a voice of hope and power to today's generation. As an author of several books, a songwriter, and a passionate worshiper, she is a transformational leader, a trailblazer, trendsetter, a dynamic teacher, an inspirational conference speaker, and a mentor to leaders. Most importantly, she is a woman who, is gen- who genuinely loves the Lord and desires to give God the best at all times. Dr. Michael Jefferson is the founder of Glorious Ministries Worldwide, Vice President of Mercy Tabernacle, and the Senior Pastor of Tabernacle of Praise Churches. She is the host of Prophetic Voice television broadcast aired through the Omega Channel South Africa, US 525, and CW20 in Maryland. The Word Net- Network is streaming faith has seen across the Word Network and streaming faith has seen across all cities in the United States, Europe, and the Middle East, Asia, and the continent of Africa. Without further ado, further ado, we will introduce to you guys um, Dr. Victoria Michaels Jefferson. Now, Miss Dr. Michaels, we want you just to give us your story of your, you know, where you started from and where you're, how did you get to where you're at right now? <laughs> wow, what a, what, a, what a question. First of all, let me say thank you so much one, one more time for allowing me on your show. God has been faithful to me. Um, I always say to people that I am a product of mercy and grace, the mercy of God. Uh, Because what I'm doing now is something I never thought of. I never dreamt of ever, ever, ever going into ministry, apart from being a PK. Um, But I had my own agenda. I had my own plan. I had my own uh, things that I wanted to do. Counter with the Lord is one that is very, uh, shall I say, interesting in the, in the sense that I grew up in a home. I grew up in Nigeria. I was born in Nigeria before I re- relocated to United States of America many years ago. Uh, and by God's grace, I have a dual citizenship. I love this country as well as my birth country. I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up in a Christian home being uh, the first of five children. And uh, if if we were in in our house then growing up, it was mandatory to have a a Bible study, to have prayer in the morning, prayer at night. I didn't like it, but my parents had a a rule. When, When you come to the house, it doesn't matter whether you believe in Jesus or not you are going to be part of the prayer and the fellowship. So that's how I grew up. I grew up that way. And uh, um, I gave my life to the Lord 
then I was in college. Then, but shortly after, I relocated to America with intention of going into fashion uh, modeling because I used to do that. I, I uh, when I was in college, I had my own um, clothing line, which I still do, but we've not really made it very public yet. Uh, so that was my passion, fashion and music. So I came here with the intention of going into that. But the word of the Lord <laughs> that's been spoken over my life, I couldn't run away from it. I almost felt like a Jonah, you know. I came like, yes, I don't have my parents here. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to do modeling. I'm going to pursue my music because I, I, I've always loved music. But when I got here, the Lord had a different plan for me. And uh, it's a long story in the sense that I felt, looking back, that God took me into what I call the school of affliction. Uh, then it was an affliction for me. It was a problem. But I can look back now and say it was a processing. It was a processing time for me to get to where I am today. And I thought I was coming to America to go to school and to be to go into modeling and all that. Again, looking back, destiny was unfolding unknown to me. God's purpose for my life was unfolding because I remember growing up, there were so many prophecies over my life that God was calling me, God was going to use me, and that, 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 and I, I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to be a, a pastor. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to have nothing to do with ministry. But on getting here, God separated me from my family, whom I love, love, love so much. Being the first child, I've, I've always, always very been close to my parents. So looking back now, I thought I was coming to America to go to school, into modeling, and all that. But God had to separate me from my comfort zone, from my family, all the way in America in order to get my attention. And one of the ways God got my attention was through the processing that I had to go through. So when I was going through my challenges, I, the only place I knew to go to was God uh, and prayer. And I would just stay up at night. I would just cry and pray, 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 pray. So during that time, God began to reveal himself to me. And I finally surrendered completely to the Lord. And that's how my journey started. Uh, it was rough, but it was all worth it. Uh, because it has developed me and made me to the woman of God that I am today. I don't play games because for me, it's a relationship. You can take everything away. Um, it's not about the preaching. It's not about anything else than a love relationship with my Lord and Savior Jesus. Because when I had an encounter with the Lord, he made me to understand one thing that was very, very, very specific was that he, that I didn't have to change anything to impress any human being. I didn't have to fit in into what people taught was the appearance or the look of a quote-unquote born-again Christian. I've always loved fashion. I've always loved to look good. So the Lord said to me, he said, he, he, he allowed me to experience his love. And I pray for those who are listening to us tonight, 
Do not allow people to put you in the box of religiosity. It's a relationship. So because I had that one-on-one encounter with the Lord, that has strengthened my relationship with him till today. That has helped me to stand through the storm season, through the dark season, that no matter what comes my way, I know that God has got my back. So I went through all that, and eventually in, 2000, in uh, December 2000, I was already, for a couple of years, I was in the ministry serving under a dynamic leadership. I, I loved it there. I was serving in different capacity, but the gift was very obvious. Uh, I never thought I would go, I would launch out until when the Lord now said it was time. I fought it. I really fought against it. I was afraid. I was like, I felt really unqualified. Lord, please let me just stay and serve. But after all the negotiation and all that, December uh, 2000, we uh, started uh, Glorious Ministries worldwide, uh, which is uh, bringing hope to the world. And what we basically did with the ministry we, is to take care of the less privileged. We used to go to prisons. We go to uh, different neighborhoods to help people. And then years later, the church arm started which is called Tabernacle of Praise. We started out in Baltimore, and that was another story on its own because I didn't live in Baltimore, and I didn't know much about Baltimore. All we heard is all the horrible things on, the, on TV or newspaper. So when God said to me, go to Baltimore, I'm like, heck no, I am not going to know Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I am not going. I began to fight God. But let me tell you, when the Lord t- showed me the map of Baltimore, what was going to happen and all that, by the third time, I said, Lord, yes, Lord. So, and uh, since then, we have seen the tremendous power of God at work. We've experienced God's favor. Let me tell you, when God calls you, he will back you up. When God sends you an assignment, he will provide the resources. I am a living proof that God can take someone who is not qualified and qualify you for his purpose. Because since then, God has taken me to different nations of the world and still taking me to nations of the world. I tell people I don't carry business cards. I'm, I, I, I'm, more, I'm a home person. But yet God is, has opened great doors for me in the nation, still opening doors. That's what God's favor can do. So that's just a summary of uh, where, where he brought me from. Wow. <laughs> Any questions um, or comments in the show? No, I just want to, well, I always say no, then I start talking. But anyway, <laughs> I, I just wanted to say, you can just see the the power that God has given you. I was looking at the glorious ministries worldwide. And just the different uh, branches of that yes. that you have, you know, he he has caused you to be a blessing in many different areas, in the men's um, lives, in, you know, the regular church setting, and then also, the I guess it's like a leadership academy that you have yes. where, where yes. you're actually teaching people about being, being leaders. 
And, um, you know, it's just a blessing when, when the Lord, he's called you, he's equipped you, and just to see how your obedience has just spread forth in so many different areas. And I just thank God for you. Amen. Thank you so much. You know, I love the word you just used, obedience. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can say something about that quickly, because uh, one of the words that I've been talking about lately as I've been traveling is the word divine obedience. Mm-hmm. Look, when you can hear God, the, the starting point is hearing God, and you can hear someone that you are not in relationship with, and you cannot hear someone that you're not spending time with. But when you can develop that relationship with God, whereby you can hear his word, either in this, as you're studying the word of God or in prayer or in worship, when you can hear God and obey him, that is where everything lies. Because obedience is going to cost you something. And one of the things that is... Uh, uh, blocking today's Christians, blocking the church from experiencing the fullness of God, experiencing the, the, the power of God. You know, I tell people, God is still in the business of doing miracles through ordinary people. But the key word, the key word to moving in the supernatural, the key word to experiencing success and favor is divine obedience. At first, you're going to be afraid. I've been through it all the time. Every time God asks me to do something, it's always something that is way bigger than me. And the first thing the enemy says to you, yeah, right, you can do that. How are you going to do it? You're not even qualified. Then I take authority and I silence the voice of the enemy. And I quickly realize that scripture in, in Ephesians chapter 3, in verse 20, it says, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to his power that works in us. The power of God is in us, but the power of God cannot be activated to move and to work for us without divine obedience. So I'm saying this to those who might be listening. Maybe you are struggling. Maybe God has said something to you and you are afraid. You're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Listen to me. It has to be bigger than you. It has to be bigger than your dream. It has to be bigger than your pocket. It has to be bigger than those around you. If it's not bigger than you, it might not be from God. Because God is not going to ask you to do something for the kingdom of God that you can accomplish by your own intellect, by your own strength, or by your own power. But when you obey God, when you trust God, when you lean on God, I promise you that God will supernaturally take over and make it good through you. So thank you, Michelle, for for talking about the word obedience. It cost me. Mm-hmm. It's still costing me. You know, it's not a joke. I'm one being a woman, and I have to say that because um, whether people believe it or not, when you're a woman in the ministry and especially in the forefront leading, uh, there are still people out there that don't believe that women should be in ministry, that think mm-hmm. that women just belong in the kitchen and take care of And, and I tell them, look, I, by God's grace, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother, 
I'm all that. I love to cook. I know how to do laundry. I can be on the phone. I'm doing laundry and I'm praying for people. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen. I'm cooking and I'm still on the phone praying for people, binding the enemy. So I tell people, well, whatever God has given you, called you to do, he gives you the grace. I believe mm-hmm. in marriage. I believe in motherhood. I believe in a wife being submissive to her husband. But I also an advocate for women to embrace their calling, to discover whom God has called them to be on earth and pursue it without allowing anyone or anything to limit you. Grace is sufficient. That's why we have grace. Amen. 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 I don't know what I started on here. I'm the only man right now, so I don't know what's going on, but that's that's okay. Now, I'm going to mm-hmm. back up and say devil's advocate because I grew up with a PK, you know, when I was in church. And so you okay. basically told us in the beginning that um, you're a product of mercy and grace. But as you're, you know, your, your father was a preacher, I'm presuming. And, you know, a that seed was planted in, yeah, yeah, that seed was planted in you years ago. But when yeah. we decide, as most teenagers do and children do, some are, some of your family was obedient and they stayed, and then then it, <laughs> then it was you. You decided to go. I'm going to just go abroad, and I want to be you know, a fashion designer and music. Yep. So you were, yep. you know, you so you you retaliated. So yes. and, and like you said, you I, rebelled. Like you're I rebelled. I rebelled. I <laughs> rebelled. You rebelled, but that seed yeah. was still there. Because just because you rebelled, that doesn't mean the seed wasn't there because, you know, you decided that seed was just still there and it was just germinating until Mm. God had to say, okay, I'm going to have to put the storm. I'm going to have to put some more soil. I'm going to have to put some more fertilizer on it. I'm going to have to keep working on her until Mm -hmm. she decides, until that light bulb decides to go poof. Okay, Mm. God, you know, I, I... because yes, you got the, you have the talent, you got the you have the voice. But a lot of us yeah. today think that that talent and voice, when you're doing fashion, yeah, you can make a lot of money doing that. Yeah, when you yeah. you know when you have that musical talent, most of our you know most of our musicians who have started off in the church, you know, go off in the world thinking, hey, I'm going to make yeah. more money, you know, because this church yeah. thing is not going to this church thing is not happening. But as God mm-hmm. was working, he didn't give up on you. He just let that seed just sit there. And, you yeah. know, he said, okay, she wants to do this, but I have something else. And then you said he afflicted you. So affliction started yeah. to come, and you were going through You were going through your process. And as you were going yeah. through your process, you know, you still didn't want to hear it because he was saying, like, Jonah, go to Nineveh. Yeah. And you were saying, yeah. nah, you know, I don't no, want to no. do, you know, no, do for me. I want to do something <laughs> yeah. else. But yeah. God takes all of us out of our comfort zone. He takes us, you mm-hmm. know, when you comfort, it's like our, it's like our children. They're comfortable off their home. But mm-hmm. when it's time for them to grow up and go out, their comfort zone yeah. is not there. You know, sometimes yeah. we have to be taken out of our comfort zone in order to, yeah. to hear the call. You know, yeah. if we want to hear the call, he's not going to let us be comfort. You make it hard for your yeah. kids at home. And they, you know, some parents do that. I don't know. But, you know, you make it hard for your parents, your kids at home, so they won't think that they're just going to be comfortable 
And while they're yeah. living with you, you know, when it's of age, it's time for you to get up and go. You make it mm-hmm. uncomfortable. And yeah. but basically, God, that that little seed that was planted by your parent, yeah, you didn't have to, you didn't want to do Bible study, you didn't want to do prayer, but you know, <laughs> yeah. while you were living with your parents, you had to do yeah. it. And yeah. God, you know, say train our children the way they should go, and then mm-hmm. you know, and and they won't leave from it. But God was preparing yeah. you back then. He let you just go out for a little bit, you know, see what you see what my daughter's going to do. You know, she's going to try mm-hmm. the college thing and you know, try the fashion and try that. But that wasn't, he wasn't, that wasn't in your comfort zone. You were in your comfort zone mm-hmm. there. But he had to continue mm-hmm. talking with you. And with our listening audience, that's not just you. That's not just her. That's all of us. Because God, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't want to, we get comfortable. We get lackadaisical. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and as Michelle said, and as you um, commented on, we don't want to be obedient. You you didn't want to yes. be obedient to your parents. But the word says be mm-hmm. obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice. We'd rather sacrifice than try to be obedient, you know. But, you know, you, you know, mm-hmm. after God was process as you going through your process, as you were germinating inside the ground, as that all that fertilizer, life was a fertilizer. All this stuff was just coming against you. You were, you said, yes. you were, you know, challenge was coming up. You were crying, and then God yes. just said, you know, until God, till you decide to say, okay, I give. Yes. You know, because we go through that. Even Jonah said, oh, yes. okay, fine. Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. He said, because if I go <laughs> and preach, I know what you're going to do because you're a gracious God. Yep. What you're going to do, you're going to forgive them. So Jonah was trying yeah. to say, well, let's forget, let's just forget the middleman, and I just don't go. God <laughs> made it. God didn't make it easy for him. He got on that ship and thought he was going somewhere. Now, how many of us know? Mm-hmm. And I listen. You can't hide from God. Was that you that cannot. old play that was uh, your your arms too short to box with God? I mean, we yeah. can't hide. We can't run, but we try. Yeah. It's we, almost we like your kids know they yeah. can't hide. Yeah, it's yep, almost like yep, your kids try to hide try. from you, but it's like your kids always try to hide from you. But you know where all where all the hot places are at. But, um, I mean, you know, I tell I people that. To... Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I tell people that you know, everyone is born with a seed of destiny. Okay, it's it's in a seed. I like that. It's in a seed form. Whatever you see that became great be it a tree, flower, whatever, everything came out of a seed. And every one of us has a seed of destiny within us. And you know what I find out? The enemy has a clue, not complete understanding, but he has a clue of the kind of destiny ordained for people. So what he does is that he will let you be gifted. I've always been a gifted person in different ways. And I felt that was my purpose in life. You know, when I was growing up, when I was a young girl, I used to say to people, you know what, I'm going to be famous one day, and people will laugh at me. But I believed it. I believed it, and I spoke it out. But I used to think, oh, I was going to be famous through fashion or through music. And I was gifted with my hands. So the seed was there. But thank God for a prayerful parent. That even in my days of rebelliousness, all my father did was stay on his knees and pray. 
He prayed and he prayed and, and prophesied over my life. I was a rebellious child, but my father refused to identify me with a spirit that was trying to take me over. Instead, he spoke my destiny out. You know, he would look at me, he would call me my, the Esther of my generation. He would call me Katrikuman of my generation. I mean, the man would say to me, you are going to preach this gospel in the nations of the world. And I was not born again. And I would, I would look at him like, yeah, right. You are who? So what, I'm saying, <laughs> well, what I'm saying now is, <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, I tell people all the time that, look, if you have, if you have children that are acting out, please don't curse them. Pray for them. Because mm-hmm. the enemy already Amen. seen what is ahead of them. And what the enemy would like parents to do is not to pray for their children. You know why? It, when parents pray for their children, the seed of destiny is preserved and the seed of destiny will germinate to come to fusion. So every day I talk about my father a lot. I love my parents. But I tell people, I say, you know what? I am where I am today by the mercy and the grace of God and because of prayer for parents. So that seed, the enemy couldn't take it. That's why you see many people, they are gifted, they were in church, and they leave church to go after the things of the world. Because the forces Mm -hmm. fighting against their destiny is stronger than them. And if they don't have people, especially a prayerful parent, who is praying for them, then they fall prey of the enemy. But I hope that our listeners are hearing me tonight. If you're a parent, please, your responsibility, your number one responsibility is to pray for them, even before feeding them, before clothing them. Pray for them every day. Cover them with the blood of Jesus. Cover their destiny. Speak into their future. Say it. Whatever you say is going to be so because every human being has their own agenda. I had my own agenda. I, I, I had all that planned for my life. I've always been a purpose-driven person. But my own agenda was not God's agenda for my life. It was not. But because of a prayer for parents, who saw the seed of prayer in me? So when I got to America and I began to go through my processing season, you know what I did? I knew to go back to God in prayer. When I was in Nigeria, I didn't do that. Why? Because my mind says to me, oh, my parents are always praying for me. But when I came to America, no father, no mother, I realized quickly, oh, my God, when I was in Nigeria, my parents taught me pray. So what I used to do every night, I would sit on the floor, I would just be weeping, and I would be praying, and the presence of God will come down so strong. I will just be singing new songs to the Lord. The Holy Spirit began to manifest himself to me. So it was just a very beautiful, personal experience that no one can take away from me. Amen. Amen. You know, the funny, Amen. The funny thing. The funny thing was, I was, I was actually that's where I was about to go <laughs> to talk about <laughs> to talk about the children because of something you had said um, just prior to that. And so I, I actually had a couple. I just want to kind of know your thoughts on 
on this. But I had a couple of um of things that I wanted to say. One of them is can can you just give us I guess your thoughts on once the once the children become adults cuz I I was you know like like your dad was basically when my children were younger mm-hmm. I said you're going if if I'm going you're going we're all going you know <laughs> so, so we all went we all prayed we all did all you know read the word we did all of that mm-hmm. and so now you know now that they're older cuz it's a lot of prodigal sons and daughters walking around yes. Yes. out here. And so, you know, we we don't have that same level of, if you want to call it control or authority yes. Yes. necessarily that you had when they were young. And so now yes. they these, these uh, young adults are walking around out here. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, even in my own experience, I, I did things that people thought were a little crazy. Like my son was in college, and when he first mm-hmm. went to college, he really like went totally left. He yeah. he just started getting into it. He he really did, and he just yeah. started getting into a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. And I would literally get on the road. It wasn't a phone call. I would get on the road and drive up. I drove up there so much that I had friends of mine that said, "Well, I'll drive with you." So I wouldn't be on the road alone, and I would drive up there to the school, and I would talk, and I we would pray, and I would you know say what I had to say, and then come <laughs> back. And yeah, and it's like I think I shocked them a little bit because I yeah I'm coming up in the dorm. We need to talk because something's <laughs> wrong here. So mm-hmm. you know, so that's kind of you know what I was doing with him, and I, I mean I can see how the Lord just blessed him. And he was able to bring himself full circle. So I think that helps. And I think sometimes we see it to be like a a tad bit radical. Or people may think that's radical, but that might be just the parent or what we should be doing anyway. But I wanted your thoughts on that. But you know what, though? I mean, this is a a great topic. Uh, Because my oldest son, he always says to me, he said, Mom, Trust that what you taught us as children that we heard and we're not going to deviate from it. I mean, one thing I've learned from my own experience is that when the children are young as parents, teach them the way of the Lord. But when they get to a certain age, you have to let them, when I mean let them go, meaning you pray on your needs every day, but don't try to control them. If you try to control them, you're going to lose them. Because every human being must have a personal experience. Without that experience with Jesus, I'm telling you, they will never have a depth in their relationship. They will never. As a matter of fact, they can turn around and hate the Lord. Do you know a lot of pastors' children hate God? Mm. They do. They do. Mm-hmm. So what I say to people is this. When they get to that certain age, please trust God and trust the word of God that you have sown into their lives. Trust the prayer that you are praying over them. And most importantly, 
trust that God, who is their father, is watching over them. You are just a custodian. The parents, the earthly parents, we are just custodians. The real parent is God. And mm-hmm. God is going to watch over them. But we should never, the mispastors do, is that, one, we put so much burden on our children to act certain way. No. No. Absolutely not. Let them be. Let them make their own mistake. And let them let them rise up from it. And it's okay for them to fall so that they can rise up, so they can experience the power of God. If not, the reason for me, like someone like me, um, you're not going to find me tomorrow in the club. I'm not going to go. I don't even have the pleasure to go right. to the club. <laughs> because I, I did all that. <laughs> I did all that when I was younger. I did all that when I was in college. So when I gave my life to the Lord, for me, it's a, it's, it's, it's a real thing for me. Nobody forced me. So I don't force my children. Um, they are, they are, the, the, the youngest is in, is in college, is in university. And um, they, they know, I ask them, I hope you are praying. I send them text messages. When I see them, I hug them. I love them. I travel a lot. I'm hardly here. I travel a lot. And when I'm not here, they go to church on their own. And if for mm. any reason they didn't go to church, like this past week, I was in St. Thomas, and the youngest sent me, called me, you know, he sent me a test. He said, Mom, I don't think I'll be able to make it to church on Sunday. So I called him. I said, why? He said, I have a lot of schoolwork to do with a group. We are meeting. It's a group study. And I have to be there. And I really want to be in church, but I won't be able to go. And I said to him, it's okay, but I'm going to advise you. You can still go to church maybe for an hour or two and then go, go back to school. If not, it's okay. You make the decision. And at the end of the day, he wasn't able to go to church. But what's important, what we need to emphasize on as parents to our children, is not really about the church attendance. Let's emphasize more about relationship and tell our children, get to know Jesus for yourself. That's what my children always say to me, Mom, don't force us to go to church. Allow us to know Jesus for ourselves like you got to know Jesus for yourself. The first time I heard that, I'm telling you, I I got broken. I really Mm. felt broken, and I said to myself, it's so true. Because when I was living with my parents in Nigeria, I used to look at them like, look at this bunch of people. I'm not going to do what they are doing. I mean, I rebelled. I rebelled. But do you know how my father punished me? He punished me by praying for me. And there were, there were, there were times I wanted that man to beat me. I wanted him to please take a shoe, take a belt, just mm. beat me up. Because the beating, I would have preferred the beating than the prayer. So the, wow. he, I'm telling you, he, it was so bad that I would go to, I used to live in the campus, so I would go to school. I would be afraid to go home. Do you know why I was afraid to go home? Because of the prayer. And then one day I remember, you know, you all are going to laugh. You all are going to laugh. Now I'm going to give you this story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Let me tell you, I was in college then. So 
we went out. We went to uh, we went to a party outside the the city where I was in school. Nobody knew that I went away. So at night, I went to bed to sleep. As I lay down to sleep, whom did I see my dream? I saw mm. my father kneeling down <laughs> near his wow. bed in another state, praying. And you know what he was saying? Mm. He was saying, Victoria, Victoria, Victoria. And I saw all this bright light around my father, and he was praying. And I, in my, then I woke up. I said, oh, my God, this man followed me here again. He followed me here again. <laughs> So, you know what I did? I got up. <laughs> I got up. I told my friends, I said, I'm sorry, I can't stay here. I have to go home. They said, why? I said, you all will never understand. So I went home. My, I was looking at my father. My father didn't leave his house. I went out of state to, to attend a party, but the man was haunting me with prayer. Wow. <laughs> So I tell parents, please, invest in prayer. Don't force your children to go to church. And whatever you do, please, don't be a hypocrite. Let me tell you right now, that is very, very important. Don't have a church face and a home face because the children are watching. One of the reasons I love my father so much and I have so much respect for him was because of the way he acted in the house, the way he treated my mom, the way he treated us. It was the same. The man was the same all the time. He was mm-hmm. kind to people. He was always so wonderful mm-hmm. to people. He didn't care whether they were less privileged. He didn't care whether they are deformed. The man just loved everybody. So when I gave my love to the Lord, it was so easy for me to love God because I saw and I experienced the love of a father. Wow. <laughs> well, 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 Michelle, that was a good question. <laughs> but that, that, okay. Just going to take a short break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but we're going to take a short break. But we're going to have a few notes from our supporters, music instructors for our learners, where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443-574-5491 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. Another sponsor is Kirby Boss. Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, and motivate and change the lives of full figured women. Curvy Chicks are Boss Chicks too. Not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on their on their Facebook page at Curvy Boss Project. And we're going to uh, take a minute to hear a song. And I think this song is very appropriate for tonight's show, and we'll be back in a minute with our live interview with Dr. Victoria Michaels Jefferson.
You're listening live with me, Adam Mirror, with your host, Hezekiah Montgomery, and co-host, Michelle Johnson. And we are having a live interview with Dr. Victoria Michaels. If you're online, you can check us out on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash in dash mirror. You can call in. We're winding down to the last uh, last 10 minutes of the show, but it has been a great show. You can still call in and talk to her if you have any questions. Now, I'm on 7889-2271. And Dr. Michaels, you have been such a great speaker tonight because we learned a lot. And it's kind of interesting because a lot of people think that over here in America that we have we have problems with our kids, especially PKs, because <laughs> I told you I grew up with one. But then yes. you can be over in Africa, Nigeria and be a pastor's <laughs> daughter and go through the same thing. So for some odd reason, yes. we think we're the only ones that go through, through these Issues, oh, no. but you can be across the continent and still go through the same issues. But I like what mm-hmm. you said, and I heard someone I heard someone say this a long time ago because everybody thinks they have to be qualified to do something. But there's a no. saying, and we're going to put this in the room, and I'm going to put this on Facebook. God doesn't call the qualified; yeah. He qualifies the call. The call. Many people make excuses. Well, I can't do this or I can't do that. Well, I'm not mm-hmm. the one to do that. Why are you calling me? And that's what it sounds yeah. like. You were just trying to make excuses like, huh, yeah. why are you calling yeah. me? I don't want to do that. Yeah. But he's, you know, yeah. he qualified you to do it. Yes. All and the interesting thing about this. Go ahead. No, what I'm saying is that he qualifies the the the. Those who just who surrenders, all you need to do is don't look at your inadequacies. Don't look at your qualification. Just say, yes, Lord. That's all God is looking for. If you can say, yes, Lord, I'm willing, I will obey you, and God will lead you. He will give you grace to go through the processing, to go through all that in order to be revealed. Because at the end of the day, God is going to take the glory. At the end of the day, we are on earth as his extension. We are his ambassadors. God wants to do great things through us, so he's going to do it. But just say, yes, Lord, and surrender and don't play games. That's all. And you'll be fine. Amen. I like the way you said that, you know. And then um, I like what you said when, you know, when there's those seeds of planet, you called it a seed of destiny. That seed was there, yes. but it was a yes. seed of destiny. All you know, all we have to do is just sit back and watch. All yes. we have to do is sit back and watch. Yes, yes. And if I can also, I know time is fast spent, but I can just quickly talk about a few of the books that God has helped me to write. They're really, really uh, powerful books okay, that um, that will really, really transform uh, people's life. Um, before I go talk about the book, let me say this to those who are listening tonight. Let me say to them: refuse, refuse to be less than what God destined you for. Refuse. Arise and go after your destiny. 
It is time whether you're a man or woman or whatever. And it doesn't matter about your background or what you've done, what you've not done. Just refuse to settle. Refuse to be less than what God has destined you for. I have few books. God has helped me to write up to I have seven books that are really good books. And um, I have my newest yeah. books. <laughs> uh, one is called... Um, the weapons of our victory. The weapons of our victory is truly a good book. It's a manual. It's something that churches can use. It's something that uh, cell group can use. It's all about talking about uh, the different weapons that we have in the Bible to to live our life uh, whereby the enemy cannot uh, overcome us. First of all. We already have the victory. We as long as you're born again Christian, you already have victory. You are not just looking for victory. You already have it. And when battle comes, you you must never be afraid. All you need to do is have the knowledge of the weapons that are available in the Bible. They are spiritual weapons. They are not physical weapons. They are spiritual by spiritual weapons like faith, like prayer, like worship. All those they are all weapons. So the book is there. It's called the weapons of our, uh, it's called The Weapons of Our Victory. You can buy my books on Amazon.com or on my website, VictoriaMichaels.org, O-R-G. And my other, my other newest book is called Life Not Gets for a Greater Tomorrow. Life mm-hmm. Not Gets for a Greater Tomorrow. I, am an, I believe, first of all, I do not believe in the word impossible. I tell people, you can either make excuses and stay in one place or refuse to make excuses and do something with your life. The seed of destiny is in every one of us. The moment you begin to do your own part, God will do the rest for you. So this book is really, really great. It, it has nuggets. It has prayer points. And it has scriptural reading for each nugget. So I'm encouraging everybody to buy, to go to Amazon.com or can go to my uh, website, VictoriaMichaels.org, to get it. And I have one particular book that I'm going to encourage every woman to buy to get it. It's called I Am My Father's Daughter. Mm-hmm. I Am My Father's Daughter. It's Beautiful. become my bestseller. It's my every country we've gone to, it has been a bestseller. It's a book. It's, it's a book for women. It's actually, somebody said to me the other day, he said, you know what? After reading through, it's a book for everybody. What the book is all about is encouraging women to see themselves through the eyes of God, not circumstances, not what people have said, but letting them know who they are and who they are. That first of all, you are your father's daughter. He loves you just the way you are. You might feel imperfect, but he loves you that way. If you can see yourself through the eyes of God as your father, then you, you, will, not, you will not be moved. You will not be moved by what other people think about you. You will not settle less. You will not allow a man, I'm sorry and I have to say this, you will not allow someone who has not found himself to bring their trouble to you. I see too many beautiful women that are strong, that are gifted, that are talented, and they've buried their own destinies. They have buried their lives. 
they are, they are breathing, but they are already dead. Because they wow. settle for the wrong person. They settle with the wrong man. Because they allow somebody to intimidate them. They allow, so this book is a book to let them know. You can stand up and you can stand out. You are your father's daughter. So I have, you, I have a couple of books. There are seven of them. Please visit my website, victoriamichaels.org, or you can contact me on my Facebook page, Dr. Victoria Michaels. And every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, I come up live on Facebook uh, just to talk about the Word of God or whatever the Lord lives in my heart. My desire is to see people healthy, to see people in relationship with the Lord. Don't play games with God. Don't go to church and live a different lifestyle. Leave the Word of God because it pays. So I hope you all will join me tomorrow, 5 p.m. on uh, on my Facebook live show. Uh, it's always powerful to talk about the Word of God. Yes. I just wanted I just wanted to say that um, everything you just mentioned, I'm gonna post that in our, our event page for this evening's okay. show. So everyone should be able to click those links to Amazon, to the website, to your Facebook page. Um, there, um, and I wanted to say also that I, I have guests who are writing into me and saying that for some reason the um, the calling has guy was turning them away today, telling them to oh, come back. Ask right. yes, yes. I I would say you know that sometimes the enemy knows what's coming, so he tries. Yes. I'm just putting that out yes. there. I'm just putting it out there. So, but you know. <laughs> But um, this was a really good show, and people wanted to comment. And um, one of the people, Sandry, she commented she really wanted to chime in when you were talking about the children and agree with you. You know, the Bible does tell us to train up the children in the way they should go, and they won't depart from it. So, you know, that's the best parents can do. Once you do that, she says, take comfort in knowing that God will finish the training and make them strong. So she's yes. agreeing with you on that. So she mm-hmm. just wanted that comment out there. Um, so we had some folks that were trying to call in. I'm so sorry oh. they weren't able to make it in today. I don't know what's oh. going on. But we're oh, going to figure it out. And I'm going to say we definitely need to have you back. Because I know Hezekiah was going to ask me that I have anything left to say. There's like a couple <laughs> minutes to stop this show. You act like you know me. <laughs> I wanted to say that we definitely need to have you back. I love the, the book. I actually had saw the book, and I never got a chance to say anything about it. Oh. But I saw that, you know, I'm my father's daughter, and I think that is a whole topic in itself. I, w- I would love to have you back just to talk about that, but I'm just putting that mm-hmm. out there. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, you know what? If this is what we can do, we can actually have a forum. And I'll let you, I'll be the co-host that night when we have that show. And I'll, you know, we can get together with other pastors, you know, uh, other female pastors, other women pastors, and just have a forum. Get together, come on. You know, I like stuff like that. Just talk about it. Bring her back. Bring um, Dr. Michaels back. And do, you know, do what you, you you get to be host that evening. But, um, you know, Dr. Michaels, do you have any last words? 
for our listening audience. Oh, and, and before you could, um, say something, I just want people to know that we will make sure that in about 30 minutes after the show, it will be on demand so people can start listening for it and download it. We'll make sure that it's available, you know, online. Because I don't know what happened, but we did get a, somebody that's listening right now. So I don't know what happened. Maybe the network just got jammed, but that's okay. okay. Because the word is still going yeah. to go We'll be able to go out there. We still will have it on demand. But, you know, yeah, we'll yeah. let you, you know, have some closing remarks, Dr. Michaels. Yes, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed um, speaking with both of you. Thank you for having me. Let me say this quickly to uh, everyone listening. Uh, please keep standing. Keep standing in the Word of God. Keep believing the Word of God. No matter what is going on in the world of today, there's so much happening. The Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane uh, Omer, and so many distressing stories out there. But let me tell you something. The Word of God still works. The Word of God is able to deliver, able to set free, empower. Whatever you do, do not be afraid. Do not fear anything. Please believe the Word of God. Stay in the Word of God and pray, pray, pray. When you pray, God will answer you. Please, don't, don't, don't lean on anything else except the Lord and his word. And I pray for all the victims of hurricane and people who are going through right now that the peace of God that passes all understanding will overwhelm them, that grace will be released to them, that the Lord will encourage them, that God will give them victory over the midnight battles. In the name of Jesus, they will not fall. May they keep standing and may they keep walking in victory. We declare it over them, divine protection. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I'd like to thank all of you who have been listening to this for this great woman of God. She has truly blessed our airwaves tonight. Dr. Michaels, you are now part of our man and the mayor family, and again, we will have you back, you know, with, uh, you know, part two, we'll call that part two, and uh, thank you guys so much for your love and support, and again, we do apologize if you weren't able to get on tonight, but in about 30 minutes after the show ends, you guys will definitely be able to, you'll post it, it'll be on demand, you can listen to it, pass it, pass it around. No, because we don't want you guys to miss any of this wonderful show that we had tonight. Ladies, it was a joy. This is this is Hezekiah Al Montgomery signing off. And as always, we'll see you at the mirror.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.